0: following program is paid programming the fees expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants and nowhere reflect those of the the pandemic social unrest the state house and the white house you are listening to the john petro show
1: Good afternoon. It's John DePietro at 106 on this uh, snowy Tuesday. It is a snowy Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, this afternoon, roads are going to be slick. Be careful driving out there. If whatever reason you find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're expecting, it depends on where you are. But certainly a couple of inches of snow. Could be as many as three to five. But it's snowing right now. It's going to snow throughout the afternoon. You just heard the latest forecast. And it's uh, it's going to be snowing into this evening. It should stop a little bit later. But it's definitely going to be coming down to the afternoon rush. So you want to be careful. But if you're in an accident, someone damages your vehicle, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Call them first. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, West Fountain Autobody, 401 272 3340. Call them. They will repair your vehicle. All right, let's pick up some of the sound. The second impeachment trial of the president, President Trump, is now uh, getting underway. Uh, but this is just to lay the rules. And I want to. Okay, so they're uh, rolling through some of the rules right now, and I want to dip in a little bit. Okay, so they are just kind of going through this. The Senate votes on an impeachment trial resolution, and so we're going to find out. Now, again, my my position on this, as I said, has kind of changed a little bit. If they want to use up valuable time for the the Biden first 100 days, if they want to waste it, they want to waste it on this foolishness. Historic trial. President Trump's second impeachment begins, and someone to watch for is going to be that of um, of Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. Then so be it. So they're going to be arguing about this a little bit. So a couple of things on the calendar. Right now, it's 108 in the Ocean State. Good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. It's John DePetro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. Folks, remember, if you want to stay nice and safe, protect yourself, protect your family, pop in and see my friends. At Surplus Provisions, they're sponsors of the website, uh, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where they have body armor and ammo and pepper spray and food storage. It's a mile and a half from Garden City, this unique store. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Look for them on Facebook. So we're going to monitor. They're going to be doing uh, talking about the rules going forward a little bit. I think there's some of the coverage of this. Now, folks, as you can imagine, the networks are thrilled. Uh, and they are waiting for this. Uh, CNN has the historic uh, trial for Trump's second intri- impeachment. So uh, they are you know, thrilled and in, in the Biden people get absolutely no coverage with any of this. There's no benefit to them. The Biden people are nowhere in this. I'm also seeing that I see that the networks are actually covering covering this. Or at least, let me, uh, boy, that's interesting. So I'm looking at, let's see, right now, Channel 6. So ABC News is carrying this. And then you have NBC is carrying it. And also, obviously, CBS. So this is not just the cable channels. So this is going to be everywhere. Again, how much of this really comes into play with... Um, with how the regular, regular people feel, because there's certainly nothing getting done. Let me dip in a little bit. I believe this is uh, Dan Abrams, legal analyst for ABC, judge. talking about this a little bit. As
0: opposed to senators who are serving as judge and jury, it is likely a losing argument that it is unconstitutional to try a former president after he's left office. It's not a frivolous argument, but it's probably a losing one. Um, But when you're talking about senators serving as judge and jury, what the constitutional answer is kind of doesn't matter. Uh, You then have this second argument which they're making, which they seem to be relying a lot on the First Amendment, uh, that president's freedom of speech, etc., which again, discussing whether it crosses the line or doesn't cross the line is sort of secondary because he's the president meaning you can hold the president accountable in an impeachment proceeding for something that might not cross the line a good example is burning a flag uh for example if the president starts doing that you could you could try and impeach him for that kind of conduct even though it would be protected speech under the first amendment
1: all right so that is dan abrams on uh, ABC, let me hear. Uh, this is uh, Andrea Mitchell on NBC, president,
2: especially one. And they will keep pointing this out. Who was impeached while he was still in office. And so the argument that has been made by Lindsey Graham in the last 24 hours and others that it's not fair to uh, to carry have a trial for someone who was impeached after he has left office. He was impeached while he was still president of the United States. And that's going to be the constitutional argument Lester, that we're going to be hearing throughout the day
1: today. All right, so that's NBC. And then let me hear Norah O'Donnell, who interviewed uh, President Biden before the Super Bowl. Certainly didn't really get a lot of play. But this okay, is- uh- so we don't
3: have to meet a technical- criminal standard the broad question is did it incite and was that a high crime so brandon so the (laughs) president are going to try to narrow things and the democrats are going to go broad.
2: but is it relevant that a number of those who were there inside the capitol that stormed the capitol and their attorneys have now said they were there at the invitation of the president that they believe that the president wanted them to do that It's
3: centrally important. And, you know, the briefs are so interesting. There's a footnote in one of the briefs that said, far from trying to stop the violence, the president was happy when he watched it on TV. That could be very relevant evidence about whether or not he intended to, whether he was directing the action, whether we know that it was likely to produce imminent violence because it did produce imminent violence. It was literally a go walk now. I mean, you don't get this in in law school hypotheticals very often. Uh, A lot of it's going to come down to the president's intention or whether the speech was directed and... All of that evidence. Did he read the blogs? Uh, was he aware that people were saying we're going to commit violence? When he said, you know, the rally is going to be wild, did he intend for people to commit violence? Um, all of that is centrally relevant, and that's why it's going to be such an important trial. We're going to see videos and tweets and texts and chat room evidence that this was being planned for weeks. And if the president knew about that and intended for violence to result, then he would be guilty of uh, a high crime under the Democrats' test. Stay with us, Jeffrey
1: Rose. All right, so folks, and again, good afternoon. It's Johnny Petro. Now, that is, uh, as you can imagine, I mean, those are, that's the major networks that are trying to make that argument in that way and hold the president president accountable. But there's still uh, a lot of the people that actually went inside the Capitol. they, They didn't commit any acts of violence. They didn't break anything. You can. There were some people that were even being let in by some of the Capitol guards. Right now, 114, maybe you're asking, and it's a good question. And, and folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Wherever you can hear my voice, either it's AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, com. Is President Trump going to testify? He is not going to testify. At least he's not planning on testifying. Now, as he's watching this... You know, a lot of times he feels that he is uh, his best surrogate and he makes his strongest argument. Uh, But there are no plans right now for President Trump to testify at this. And his legal team are trying to make the argument that is unconstitutional to try to remove a former president. This portion of the program, again, I want to remind you, wherever you are right now, Popeye Bronze Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron and Melissa. Get some delicious pastry and and also some calzones. But they have everything Valentine's. Valentine's is coming up next weekend. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, they have delicious, fresh strawberries dipped in chocolate. They had Valentine's Cupcakes and Cakes and and all sorts of different uh, beautiful, delicious, fresh gourmet pastry items. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. Look for them on Facebook, One seventy. Royal Little Drive in Providence. All right, let's dip in. This is uh, some of the Senate. Im, um, this is the lead impeachment manager. Other people are Representative Jim Raskin. You will
4: not be hearing extended lectures from me because our case is based on cold, hard facts. It's all about the facts. President Trump has sent his lawyers here today to try to stop the Senate from hearing the facts of this case. They want to call the trial over before any evidence is even introduced. Their argument is that if you commit an impeachable offense in your last few weeks in office, you do it with constitutional impunity. You get away with it. In other words, conduct that would be a high crime and misdemeanor in your first year as president and your second year as president and your third year as president and for the vast majority of your fourth year as president, you can suddenly do in your last few weeks in office without facing any constitutional accountability at all. This would create a brand new January exception to the Constitution of the United States of America. A January exception. And everyone can see immediately why this is so dangerous. It's an invitation to the President to take his best shot at anything he may want to do on his way out the door, including using violent means to lock that door, to hang on to the Oval Office at all costs, and to block the peaceful transfer of power. In other words, the January exception is an invitation to our founders' worst nightmare. And if we buy this radical argument that President Trump's lawyers advance, we risk allowing January 6th to become our future. And what will that mean for America? Think about it. What will the January exception mean to future generations if you grant it? I'll show you.
1: This is Representative Jamie Raskin, lead impeachment manager. So, again... This is video they're showing. Today
4: I will lay out just some of the evidence proving that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down.
1: Folks, John DePietro, we're going to take a break in 30 seconds. All right, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro show. Let's uh, send it back to the great Jeff Gamach. Quick break. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead right here. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Quick break on this snowy Tuesday.
0: The pandemic, social unrest. The State House and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show.
1: Folks, remember for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401. 401- John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. Uh, with with everything that's going on, and I, I recognize, you know, the Trump impeachment. We'll bring you the latest on that. But uh, with Governor Amundo. Look at some of the damage that's being done because she this this uh, period of time where she's leaving, but she hasn't left yet. And she's waiting for Senate confirmation. She hasn't spoken directly to the media since Tuesday, December 22nd. And now you have the person who is the director of administration. So kind of runs the state government in a way. It's Brett Smiley. Now, you would see him on stage with Governor Mundo at some of these press briefings. And we have a story on the website depetro.com. by the way depetro.com, which is brought to you by the great um relaxed souls reflexology lisa wood you can call or text lisa at 401-742-6621 reflexology and it's relaxed souls s-o-l-e-s see that's different from massage because it works from the inside out and it can stimulate the body to heal itself so the thought is that a lot of the real pressure points are your feet and your hands. So it's deeply relaxed, healing from inside out, boosts immune function, face, ear, hand, feet reflexology, makes the whole person feel whole. Alternative advice to healing, and it's different than just a massage, but you can contact Lisa Wood. Relax Souls Reflexology can cure a lot of aches and pains. Call or text her for an appointment, 401. you can link right through at the website, depetro.com. But on the website, depetro.com, I do have a story, and I'm so glad the Republican Party has uh, gone after him, and that is, can Smiley survive? So you have this person, Brett Smiley, and you would see him on the stage uh, a lot in the briefings. In the very beginning, he was always there. So he's the director of administration. He replaced Michael DBA So he uh, Smiley was uh, Gina Raimondo's chief of staff, and now he is the director of administration. It's a big job. And he is also planning to run for mayor of Providence next year, 2022. Now, in 2014, Brett Smiley ran for mayor of Providence. If he was August of 2014, he was uh, in, in a Democrat primary with Michael Solomon, and uh, Lorna Drain and uh, someone by the name of Jorge Alorza. And Smiley was running either third or fourth. And he had started running television commercials. He didn't run a very good campaign. Well, in August of 2014, Smiley pulls out of the race, has a press conference and says, I am endorsing Jorge Alorza. There's no deal between us, but I'm endorsing Jorge Alorza. Well, Alorza, because he had the boost from Smiley, beat, Michael Solomon in the Democrat primary, because basically Smiley and Alorza were splitting the vote. Michael Solomon, city council president, would have been the nominee. Alorza wins the Democrat primary, and then he goes on and beats Buddy Cianci and Jorge Harrop, um, or um, uh, yeah, not that's what Cianci's name for him, Jorge Harrop, but it was uh, Daniel Harrop and, and beats them. And they claim there was no deal. But as soon as Alorza became the mayor of Providence, he was sworn in in January of 2015. Who does he name? Is almost like a vice mayor, or it wasn't chief of staff because he had a chief of staff, I believe, in, in the form of role of uh, Tony Simon. But he uh, he named Smiley, and Smiley's there for about a year, and then he he jumps and becomes Governor Mundo's chief of staff. Well, Smiley's planning to run. He's running for governor, a uh, mayor, excuse me, mayor next year, mayor of Providence, the Democrat primary for that. Right now is scheduled for September of 2022. The election for mayor of Providence will be November of 2022. What news has come out recently? Number one, Smiley was meeting with Ed Catuño of Winning Ways. Now, that was the very sketchy mail ballot king guru of the Yellow slash Brit trial. So you're bringing him in to the mix. And then number two. Both well, Channel 12 and the Providence Journal have released stories where they have illustrated that Smiley initially had said that he would not be accepting. Um, he, he promised the Ethics Commission he would not accept donations from state vendors. And instead, all he's been doing is returning money. So far, he's, he's returned 5000 from individuals who are employed uh, by the state as state vendors. Now, this is a pay to play. And some vendors are saying, you know, yeah, I donated, but I I uh, got a contract with the state for whatever it was, 200000 500000 and then you get a call from Smiley saying, hey, would you contribute to my campaign? One vendor said, I didn't feel like he was asking. When the guy that just awarded you a contract for $200,000 calls and says, hey, can you donate $1,000 to... Uh, to my campaign for mayor what's the answer going to be no i'm going to wait to see you just got a contract never mind some of them were even higher contracts so i'm glad the republican party is calling for him to step down they released a uh, press release they call him slimy smiley step down even though we did promise the ethics commission he would not solicit or accept any campaign donations from state vendors that's not true and they're saying that he should immediately resign. Now, this is not good for Governor Armando. If your incoming Governor Dan McKee, whatever that may happen, um, I would think that this is one of the first people that, you know, you don't want the turnover or the, uh, the drama of firing him. But I think it becomes one of those things. Listen, I don't want you to hire anyone. I don't want you to fire anyone. But this is not going to work out. I'd like you to start looking for a new job. And in the next two weeks to four weeks, we're going to make a transition here. So I want to choose someone else to be my director of administration. That's going to happen. My point is, this is not good. A reflection on outgoing governor. Should she be um, should she get the votes and be confirmed by the full Senate with Governor Armando? Now, as far as that. We, we still don't know how long that's going to go. That could still go on for quite some time. Uh, Ted Cruz is in the middle of this now. Ted Cruz is linking, basically linking her non-answer with China and the Biden administration linking that to, to China and this Chinese communication company. Now, that's not good because what were all the allegations during the campaign? And It was, it was Biden, it was Hunter, it was China, it was the relationship with China. And now you're Governor Amundo. And you have these other nominees that have already been confirmed. And suddenly your nomination is being tied in. Talk about politics being tied in with a, a, a Chinese communication company. I mean, that's not a positive development. So the point is, we really don't know how long this is going to take. We don't know. Who knows how long this is going to take, where it's going to go. Uh, this is real politics. And if you're Senator Ted Cruz knows the Senate laws inside and out. Uh, he's got a lot, you know, to, to gain on this or a lot riding on this. He's not gonna just roll over because some governor for Rhode Island says, well, you know, can we just have my vote on my Senate confirmation? Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, I mean, if you were gonna pick someone in the Senate that you don't want on the other side opposing your nomination, I'd I'd list him in the top five. Uh, he knows the law, he's powerful, he's got a lot of sway, he knows how to garner attention with the media. And uh, and at the same time, as Donna Perry pointed out, it certainly helps uh, change the conversation. And there was a lot of conversation about him being involved in trying to, uh, you know, the day, January 6th, when he was saying, let's not confirm the election just yet. So there's a lot in play but this situation with Smiley, now he's not commenting. So now you have Ramundo's not commenting. Now he's not commenting. I mean, there's nothing good about this. Nothing good about this in any way. Uh, there's a lot at stake between the way the vaccine is being distributed to the state. Right now, they are behaving as if when the boss is away on vacation or the parents aren't home. That's the way things, unfortunately... Seem to be operating at our highest form of government. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Valentine's is coming up. They have delicious, fresh strawberries dipped in chocolate. Always a big hit. They have other Valentine's cupcakes and cakes and pastry. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. It's Ron and Melissa. Right next to AAA in Providence off of Silver Spring Street. You're going to find Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Pop in and see them. And again, right next to AAA in Providence off of Silver Spring Street, Ron's Pastry Gourmet and delicious, fresh uh, strawberries dipped in chocolate, everything Valentine's treats, uh, everything Valentine's. And then they also have delicious cannolis and calzones and sandwiches and sausage and pepper and delicious cakes and pastry and delicious hot coffee ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence everything is fresh you're listening to the john DePietro show we're in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence folks as you're riding along you just never know
2: 401- 321-2799. That's 401 Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com.
1: While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the queen of health. 401 401- 305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because folks, it's about your health. 1099 Mendon Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best, plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401 305 3585. Stop in and see Marie and it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at it's my health. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays we start at 11, we go until 2, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dapetro.com. Well, it is Tuesday, it is impeachment day, and I think the big question comes down to grievous crime or just theater. Well, I want to be very clear, I don't see any need for this. The president is out, President Trump is out of office, unfortunately, and we're going to have to deal with that for the time being. I know some people are late to the game on that, but it's true. I think what happened on January 6th was a protest that just got out of control. You have people that are upset, and rightfully so, myself included, lack of transparency with the election. Uh, Let's face it, the way things were handled with mail ballots, the way things were handled with mail ballot applications, the fact that we can't get all the access to information. People immediately start to say, well, do you have proof there was massive voter fraud? Uh, I know that our election system was not designed the way it's operating right now. Our election system was designed for election day. On election day, you go and you vote. And then they start to accommodate absentee ballots. And then overseas would be the mail ballots. And now it has evolved into this thing where you can vote three weeks early and You don't have to have an ID to vote and all these mail ballot applications being voted out, being uh, mailed out. But make no mistake about it. This is an opportunity to try to uh, truly damage the Republican Party. It is an opportunity that they're trying to seize on to truly damage President Trump, prevent him from running again in 2024. I don't know. We don't know what the landscape is going to look like in 2024 the president's also not a young man let's see what his health is like over the next several years he would be uh, i think he would be 78 years old running for office well biden's 78 right now we don't know if that's going to be the case but this is unnecessary and as far as did people yes it was it was a it got violent it was a violent crowd people were upset People were upset the way they feel they couldn't get straight answers about the election. People were told, go to the ballot box and vote. And they did that. And they found in certain areas that they couldn't get true answers about it. People became frustrated by that. The president was frustrated by it. That was extraordinary on Wednesday, January 6th, that that many people traveled to Washington. They did. And when they got there, uh, there were always daily protests out in front of the Capitol. On this particular day... Instead of being all these left wing groups, it was a group of Trump supporters that marched outside the Capitol and at the Capitol. And, you know, I, I recognize that some people are pointing the finger at the Capitol police saying, well, they were under they weren't prepared for this and outmanned and they should have had uh, you know, more troops there or just more bodies there. But the fact is, as many of you know, the Trump people have always been peaceful. Trump rallies were peaceful. That was the theme of it. But in this particular day, I think it was frustration that boiled over. When you have that many people, you're gonna get some people that wanna come in and and really kind of cause some havoc. And it, and it's not, you know, who's it geared at? It's geared at people that thumb their nose to them. It's geared at, you know, the AOCs, the Nancy Pelosi's, the that is them marching over there, they hear that Pence is not gonna do I I'm not convinced that he had the authority to do it, but that Pence basically was not going along with the president's wishes that he get there. And there's the scaffolding for the uh for the Biden inauguration. And things came to a head. I also think what what a lot of people understand, the the real win for a lot of the people that were there at the Capitol was just getting inside. Because in 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 the fact that getting inside the Capitol, that was it. That was the win. They then left it's not like they plan to then start rounding people up or taking control and making an announcement and going live on CNN and like in a movie and saying we're now in control of this building. We're going to take control of other buildings. It was it was just getting in. And, and what did they get in with? They got in with, with hats and flags. And once they got inside, most people were then just taking selfies of themselves. And now they're rounding everyone up and going after them. And they're insurrectionists and they're white supremacists and And all of that, there were people that were heading there. Even if President Trump ended up not speaking that day, they were heading to the Capitol. They wanted to go and protest at the Capitol, put pressure and let Congress know that the president had people outside and they were, you know, wanted them to uh, examine the election results. To me, that's what it came down to. And let's be very clear on the loss of life. Basically, There were two people that died as a result of it one was an unarmed veteran trump supporter who was shot and killed ashley babbitt and then the other was the capitol police officer and we still don't know by the way exactly what happened but he was um, apparently battling with some of the protesters at the end of the day he went back to his office and he collapsed so he didn't collapse on the scene the other deaths you're hearing about really had nothing to do with what was going on inside. There were two people that had uh, massive heart attacks outside, uh, away from the Capitol, actually, on the sidewalk, had nothing to do with inside. They were just traveling, not in good health, probably shouldn't have been traveling. And then there was someone that I believe had some kind of a fentanyl overdose inside. So they may have taken something outside, and then once they got in, they they, uh, went into cardiac arrest. So my point is, it is tragic. Uh, there shouldn't have been any loss of life in that officer, um, and and that is is terrible. And whoever did that and was fighting him and harmed him in that way should be held accountable. And as far as now, the Capitol Police officer is not going to be held accountable. But let's be very clear. Who wasn't there? Those weren't white supremacists. It, I've never believed it was BLM and Antifa. No, those were Trump, well-meaning Trump people that said, you know what? We all, for nine months, we've watched the other side march and protest and make their voices heard. And on this particular day, we're willing to do it for our president. And that's pretty much what happened. So we're going to carry it and cover it and bring you the latest. I, I don't see anything that's going to flip this. They're not going to get 17 Republican senators, I don't think, to flip it. But we'll continue to bring you the latest. Um, a lot more ahead as, as this week goes along right here. On the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 200 Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401 5210200. Residential, commercial fuel oil delivery, fuel oil. Diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass., it's Henry Oil. Call them 401 200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. You're listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11. <clears throat> we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website DePetro.com. It's time for the debate with me. Is uh, one of my siblings. Whose maiden name is De Petro? I, I realize someone sent, uh, sent, sent me an email saying, why do you say the Petro debate when her name is Donna Perry? Well, <clears throat> it's true, but she's a writer columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It is Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, here we go with the beginning. I'd like to start off your thoughts on uh, today, in fact, will be the beginning of the second Trump impeachment, <laughs> this time trial in the Senate.
2: Yes, um, and I am Donna DiPietro-Perry. I, <laughs> I do have that on Facebook. I understand. I'm very proud to say that. Um, and, you know, what's going to play out today, J.D.? It, it, I would say at this point, it, it's a little bit anticlimactic. It feels a little bit that way to me, and I only say that because, first of all, a lot of the media has just pounded the story since January 6th, and now we're at February 9th. Um, and it really is... Uh, As we know, this is a political exercise. Um, You know, it's not really legally bearing situation. So first of all, people kind of get confused about a trial. I think the way it's going to play out is you're going to have long hours um, of the Democratic managers. And they're they're laying out, you know, the case again. But a lot of this has now been chronicled for several weeks, the way they see it. And and they're going to come out and say... Um, If Trump said this and this and this and and certainly focusing on what he said at that, whatever that was, like a one o'clock speech um, out out there near the ellipse. And they're going to try to, you know, say A to B to C, you know, that meant he directly directed this this thing. Um, I think there'll be a lot of hours about that. I my guess is over as the time the day is going to go on for days. And I think it's going to be. Ultimately, that he's acquitted um and that the Republicans are gonna hold fast to a constitutional question, right, and that's what trump's lawyers i think that's going to be the defense because it's they're not they don't want to john, if they can get in the weeds of when did he say this and that they they just want to say he's an out of office now, private citizen, uh Lindsey right. Graham has said this repeatedly. So it's really a constitutional question. Now, obviously, many uh, pundits and people have been in editorials um, saying, well, no, you you can do this. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I I think the bigger issue, honestly, uh, away from the former president is how this is really uh, impacting. And we can talk about it. The current president, This, this takes Biden, his agenda all the messages he wants to get out really off the map now for almost could be almost up to two weeks. So,
1: yeah. How do you think this uh, impacts the, you know, obviously we cover it and the networks cover it. But the regular person going about their day to day and now they see they're going after him again. I, I, I don't think it looks good for the Democrat Party. I mean, the, the first impeachment certainly didn't serve them well. And I think now, again, just the regular person. Who's uh, you know living their life? I, I think it seems like why are they even going after him? He's not the president anymore.
2: Well, that that's a great, and I think John, that's a central point, and it and it is remains a problem for the Democratic Party and the national media. You're yes. exactly right. We are at a point in the calendar. First of all, people are beyond weary of the pandemic. Now we have a rash of snowstorms that's (laughs) not just in the northeast. I guess it's all going down the eastern seaboard, you know, and and people get distracted. And you're right. So what what do they see? They're not into the details of this. They just see the optics of it. You know, they're just going to see Democrats, you know, arguing Trump. It's just like this is the optics of what now plays out for another maybe 10 days I I don't see how it at the end, um, you know, again, I think those things almost overshadow some of the questions of what went on. I I will say that, you know, like you say, I think that image by the wider public, it's already baked in. You know, there was a sense of they are out to get him. I think that was like play. That's been really apparent to me, even for maybe moderate reasonable people in the middle there's that uh cynicism they're out to get him i think that at least took hold in 2017 and now here we are the winter of 2021 right like i think by 2017 maybe 2018 you know when the russia investigation was always in full throttle so i i agree with you i think it ends up a wash i don't know that you'd have high ratings despite what you know people like cnn are like you know clinging to right
1: about it well
2: sure they they would have the squan for six months so um and i i just think that it it's again it is not a legal proceeding despite what can confuse people and i think really what this is about for most of them is about 2024
1: it is it is yeah it's that and i think it's also um you know there was an op-ed uh, written in the la times that i'm glad megan kelly's thrown attention to it this woman who left new york she now lives in upstate new york and her neighbors plowed her out um the other day and she said you know, as much as she wanted to thank them, she knows they're Trump supporters, and and she compared them to Hezbollah, in Nazi I sympathizers. Saw some of that. I mean, that is what is to yeah. me Donna Perry. That's the larger goal, which is to try to. I mean, think how absurd and insulting that is, and then never mind. She wasn't sure how do I thank them because they could be like Hezbollah. I mean, that is yeah. to me the larger. Game plan, which is if you voted for him or you're a supporter, you're all, you know, under the same 10. And speaking of that, what did you make of Liz Cheney? Was on with Chris Wallace over the weekend and said, uh, I don't think he's, you know, he should be looked at, meaning President Trump. He's no longer the leader of the party, and we have to move on. You know, th- this is someone who got, as you know, he got 74 million votes. They told him if you get 70 million, you win. He got yeah. 74. Biden supposedly got 80. Uh, I I truly believe this was a protest that just got out of control. You lived in D.C. There are protests all the time in front of the Capitol. Most of the time, though, it's never (laughs) daily. It's most of the time, though, it's never Republicans that are protesting. Not all the time. Most of the time, it's it's kind of the other side. But what do you make of Liz Cheney? You know, that era or style, if you will, of the Republican Party, which is kind of like a Jeb Bush style. I'm sorry that it's it's outdated. Uh, you want to go back to you know you have local people that want to go back to what John Chafee was right, Senator Chafee, and that it it just it doesn't cut it when you have people on the other side like AOC or David Cicilline who basically they want to destroy the Republican Party.
2: Well, and that's very good, insightful thing on on this. And I tried to address some of this in my a column recently. Um, and I, I I felt like it really is a kind of a moment of truth for the party um that the the thing where with Liz Cheney the leg she is standing on that I think uh, the other side you know people maybe didn't think this was going to spring up like this see I think the contrast with her and Marjorie Taylor green is so it, it it's an important inflection point because I think to your what you're saying cheney represents what was the establishment wing of the republican party that's yep. the bush cheney you're right they, yes. over the years it was the john chafee people who would by you know be appalled at what they would a marjorie taylor green and and her yes. crass politics and and worse is this this whole other rabbit hole thing but that didn't exist back then of the social media and all that stuff so cheney i think feels emboldened because the vote prevailed for her um, and I, I, I find this stuff that was a little more difficult to explain than it might seem, John. I, I think she is saying for the growth and the future of the party, I think she is concerned and some of them, I, and I think they're right about this. They're more worried, John, about who you will turn away from the party. And I will make this argument. 74 sure. million people who voted for Trump, I would definitely argue, um, Many of them certainly reject anything the QAnon and all that stuff is about. So I think with the, pro- the I think the um, the challenge for the party at this point and what maybe Cheney is is going to look out of step is, is can you distinguish the difference between the valid and true and had every right to be a Trump supporter versus this other dark corner and which of course the media um, you know they obsess about that. And I would argue that maybe not be a big part of the 74 million. So that's a different argument. Um, but I think what you're saying, which is also valid, is today's politics and the, the toughness of battling the, the more and more radical left calls for a Trump-style fight, if you will. Um, and I know yes. that's a bad term for today. But, no, but no, I, I it know is. that's I what understand. you're saying. Like Trump, Trump yes. said... Well, this is not John Chafee's party. Okay, the, this is That's we're right. dealing with like the AOC, the cancel yes. culture, and to be fair yes. to Trump and and his wing, it, that didn't exist in the in the little more gentler time of the it Bush did family, not. right?
1: John Chafee and George Bush didn't have no. to deal with Black Lives Matter. You know, Donna Perry, Before we take a break, I also want to touch on. Let's. I, I think and this has also been distorted. This was about people upset. At the way that they didn't feel the election uh, was transparent yep. they didn't like all these things that were introduced that had never been done before and that's true even in Rhode Island with the uh, the mail ballots that didn't have to be notarized and all these unsolicited mail ballots but for people to try to turn what happened at the Capitol into a race situation is that that is just not what happened and AOC started saying you know you had all these white right. supremacists that were in the building meaning anyone that is uh, you all right. You did have a photo of one guy walking along with a Confederate flag. And, and if you – I would argue if you get 200,000 people, you're, you're going to get someone that's going to have some kind of an item or object or symbol that not everyone is representative right. of that. But for people to try to take that one image – it wasn't 10 people. It wasn't 20. It was right. one guy walking around and try to turn this into – Well, this was there's a white supremacist racial overtones. That's not what what this is. It's it has to do with the fact with the election, the way that the president was treated by the media, the way the media, the Democrats undermined it. And people confuse saying I went and voted. I feel like my vote was not fully counted. Um, and Before we take a break, just no, your thoughts. That, that's
2: hundred percent that. right. The the media drives this narrative that it was it's a white supremacist, out of control, you know, wild movement. That is not what was on display. You're right. I've been I was on another panel. I got into an argument with someone, and I said this has as much to do with and people do organize themselves on social media. There were militias in that group. That's not everyone who was in that group, and you're right, John. So right. again, you know, people hopefully, and they're they're not smart enough to understand like the media-driven narrative. They just want to do a broad stroke thing that this is white supremacy. We have to wipe it out. Uh, I, I disagree, and you're right. I think um, I think over time, also, it's notable that even there's stuff coming up right now about the mail system ballots lost mail delayed mail i mean again john like this is coming up i think this week they're saying you know should biden fire the postmaster general because of all <laughs> now that's right like excuse me yes. i thought it wasn't a problem with the mail like here we are so
1: yeah and and again uh, before the break the a uh, good recent example was jeff bezos with amazon taking a big right. fourth road. Uh, he said, Well, we're not doing mail. He doesn't ballots. trust My God. Them. I mean, this has to be a beer election. He doesn't trust it. So, all right, folks, quick break. A lot more head. Donna Perry right here on the John Petro Show. R.E. Coogan Heating, call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. RE Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. It's RE Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time, from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation. RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customers service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R. E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coog's. It's R. E. Coogan and Heating you're listening to the john DePetro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm now remember if you want to get a hold of me the easiest thing to do is log on to my website depetro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com now there you can if you want to listen to the program listen live you can also contact me that way that's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show and we also have all our links to social media we have a uh, Brother's Disposal, call them today, 401-688-0517. Brother's Disposal, look for them on Facebook. They have a great page, yellow and purple, Laker colors. Brother's Disposal, they'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe are you doing a small household construction project or maybe some project around your home? Call Brothers Disposal. Let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Or maybe you're deciding to do a little bit of a fall clean out, get rid of some of your unwanted belongings. Folks, whether it's in the garage, the basement, or the attic, call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. WNRI, Woonsocket. W236CW, W260DC.